Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. Welcome to episode 92 of Beer Nuts, the podcast. And, mate, it is a beautiful Friday afternoon. We are here at Bandit Brewery in Roncesvalles, Toronto, with Shazad and Stefan, gentlemen, co-owners of the brewery. Thank you very much for hanging Thanks, out. I appreciate it. Um, very, very cool spot you have here. Before we even do anything else, we have an interesting history, <laughs> young man. So, years ago... I lived with my cousin Clem here, my second cousin in Toronto, so we moved and lived with. And uh, we hung out like, I don't know, three, four times probably. Yeah. I'd, you know, had a few drinks and stuff. Yeah. Always kicking. And I remember a few years later when you guys opened, he's like, yo, Shazad opened a brewery. I was like, really? <laughs> so was, I think it was before, what year did you guys open? 2016. Two years ago, a bit over two years ago. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, so that means you were, uh, the podcast was like well happening. We started 2015. Because I couldn't remember when he told me. Yeah, we were starting. So we started the project in 2015 and then we opened in 2016. Mm, so maybe you told me then we just yeah. started the, the podcast. I was like, we went interviewing breweries and right. we were just messing around. Then it got serious. So just such a trip that full circle. Yeah. We got you in the first 100 episodes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really appreciate it, guys. So what we should probably do is crack a, uh, a beer and then we'll get into it. What would you like to start with? Yeah, I would love a Hoppelganger. <laughs> Let's do it. It's not part of the bottle today, so it's on top. Oh, it's on top? You can get one on top if you like. Yeah, okay, there's a, there's a partially poured one. So. There you go. What, uh, what style is that? That's a dry hop pilsner. Oh, nice. So, pretty light, especially for the summer. Low Perfect. ABV. Yep. Uh, we dry hop it with Tueka, uh, so it's a bit of a tropical hop. Okay. And so you get a little bit of that aroma and that flavor with none of the, let's say, crazy bitterness. So I find nice. it pretty easy to drink. Hell yeah. Dry hop pilsen is uh, most definitely uh, one of the like the, the best styles right now, and they're always a favorite brewers. Um, perfect. Okay, so do we want to crack a bottle, or do we want to like? Oh, by great, that's fine. What? Let's start with the, the beer stories. What would you guys uh, who would like to start? So I want to know how you guys got into beer, and how uh, how but just before up to brand it started. But how did you guys get into beer? Very long time ago, so maybe I can start with myself. No, just um, obviously I'm, I'm French, and I'm from France, and um, I, I used to hang out with a bunch of, uh, when I was doing my studies with the people from uh, northern France, because that, that's in France the, the biggest uh, beer part close to, close to Belgium. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, for that reason, I ended up, uh, ended up yeah, spending a lot of time in Belgium yeah, drinking beer, and that's how I probably started enjoying uh, drinking beer because basically I'm from Burgundy so I used to uh, I still drink wine too I, I like to drink drinking both but um, and um, maybe, yeah, maybe 15 years ago a friend of mine uh, showed me how to uh, to make beer so he was making beer in his uh, kitchen so in France it was quite new at that time I know in the States people have been homebrewing for maybe 30 years but mm-hmm. 10 or 15 years ago in France it was really really new as well that's good because when you go to a party, you get a lot of attention. Oh, I'm making my own beer. <laughs> right. So, um, 
and he showed me how to to, to make that. And uh, I like yeah building things myself. So mm -hmm. I really got into uh, making beer. And, and if after yeah 10, 12 years of uh, homebrewing, then I, I moved to uh, to Toronto for uh, different reasons. And uh, I met with uh, yeah she's at the at brewery. So mm -hmm. and we started making beer together. When you say at the brewery, what do you at mean? At the brewery, at a different brewery. So we oh we, just like yeah, we just drinking. We have a friend in common. Yeah. And that's the guy who designed the, the record all the and all the labels. Oh, right. And um, and so we started uh, resume homebrewing here in, uh, in Canada with the uh, with Shazad. And um, when was that? Maybe 2014, 2013. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's about that. And uh, he had my old place in the backyard, like in the backyard, yeah, homebrewer, I guess. Yeah. Nice. And. Um, yeah, it's for the beer part, I could explain everything. For the beer part, that's probably about it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So it's just like homebrewing. We both, uh, yeah, we hang, we, and we started, uh, maybe since yeah, 2012, we uh, started uh, hanging out together, having beers at uh, uh, at all the new, uh, new brewery that opened up in, uh, in Toronto, in the States as well. Yeah. Okay. And right from there, fantastic. Is it kind of like parallel-ish? Yeah, I would say mine's very different. I did not have that much of a homebrewing experience, so started drinking beer, uh, I would say f not that long ago. So okay. I think my, I don't know, I was like, grew up in the States or I went to university in the States. So, you know, Were you, like, drinking poor this? university students are drinking right. Natty Light, and, <laughs> you know, getting the cheapest beer you can. Of course. And then, you know, you get your first job and then you start trying to see, okay, that's, let me try something new. And I think the first time I had an IPA, I was like in love. I was like, this is amazing. It's crazy. From there, just always trying new stuff and yeah it was good to find uh, Stefan too that because not a lot of people were into craft beer that's it that's the they wanted something different so it's kind of good to meet somebody that had your similar interests so we yeah. were hanging out a lot trying new things and then when he said he could homebrew that was a, that was a great opportunity too so right after two years of doing that I was like yeah we could uh, this this is pretty fun and it's uh, and you get to drink the whole time so that hasn't changed yeah. <laughs> no it's drinking every day yeah so I was like let's let's do this so, okay there, here we are so you were brewing so you were primarily the home brewer and yep. then you were able to sort of like learn Learn from, yeah, from, from that. Yep. Okay, cool. So you're homebrewing for a couple of years, and you're like, all right, we should do something with this. Yeah, yeah because at some point you think, okay, what would be the, the most enjoyable work we could have? So, and we, yeah, we there are not that many options. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought, well, let's, um, yeah, opening up a brewery sounds like the, the most fun uh, work you can have. Um, yeah, so that's, that's very true. We, um, yeah. So how did the idea for this come about then? So you're like, all right, well, let's do this. Then what What was the next steps, I guess? Was it like coming up with the name, branding, looking for a spot? I think first we looked at the, because sometimes, you know, in many uh, industries, okay, you have your dream work, but it, it doesn't, there's no um, viable. Yeah. Because, you know, I like, I love paint. No, I shouldn't say that. Okay, let's say, okay, that's very few uh, hobbies can be turned into a, um, like a business. A business. business yeah. that, yeah, that uh, allows you to you know to, to eat and to have a, like a real uh, real job and so um, and we looked at the uh, passion and also we're very lucky because at that time and still now it's still an industry that uh, that's growing that's uh, a lot of people uh, are getting uh, interest into um, craft beer so we thought, okay that's maybe uh, maybe feasible so we looked a bit at the number to see if we could uh, could make that work and. Uh, 
I also saw the examples of uh, other breweries at that time who uh, opened up in Toronto or in uh, Ontario in Canada right now, and it, yeah, it seemed to be something that's reasonable, uh, reasonably uh, risky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that's it. Um. I think coming like I was in a corporate job for what about eight years or so. Uh, so I still I I liked doing the analytical part of it, mm -hmm. and I liked the science and repeatability parts of it. And that you could continuously improve, like right. looking at results. So this is a great setting to do that, and to always look at stuff and say, okay, what could we have changed? What would we? What did we do? And like, almost always kind of evolve or try to make things better. That's right. that's interesting. I think uh, that you always learn every single day that there's something that you can you can do better. So I like that part of the of the business too. Fantastic. So then, all right. So you've you sort of physically like realize that this is a dream that you could actually achieve and it's, it's going to be viable and it could pay the bills. Um, did you like, did you consider contract brewing first? Was that ever an no, option? Never. Why is that? It's not fun. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, don't, we don't get to brew. So. That's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we wanted to make the products. So right. So it was more like, so did you, were you concerned about like, like market testing and stuff like that? That if, you know, going straight from like building this from the ground up with no, with no sort of established brand was that a, ever a concern or it was more like no it's going to make a sick place and... I think we're not too worried about yeah, that. We, <laughs> no. maybe we're stupid we didn't think about that yeah. <laughs> so we just uh... you don't have time to be worried either yeah. we spend our time like shoveling and digging around the, yeah. at the brewery and yeah. so we don't have time to get too, uh, too worried either yeah. and um, and I don't know also in, um, I think in Canada at least compared to France uh, I think the um, economics environment is kind of a, a business friendly. So we, we were lucky enough to have a, yeah, get, a, get a loan with a kind of a good condition. That, so we didn't have a, such a big uh, uh, financial pressure when we started. So okay. and that's, a, that's run by the Canadian government too. So it's okay, a, so it's like a grant. Yeah, it's, it's a loan that the government kind of right. like helps you out with our like bank secrets. As so opposed to going to a bank. <coughs> it does, it's still administered through a bank, but the government kind of, it's a program for small businesses. Right. They have uh, X amount of loans that they give out. But you know, same okay. thing, you have to prove that your business is viable and all that other mm -hmm. stuff, so. Okay. So the risk was um, a bit lower for that reason, but like you say, you always have that uh, that uh, fear. Like let's say you open your place, your restaurant, your brewery, you open the door and <laughs> where, where's everybody? <laughs> where's everybody? <laughs> but, that, but that's that's true. That's a big. But we thought we we still have like a, as a as a microbrewery, there's a big demand for for craft beer at that time. So uh, and as a brew pub also, it's a very uh, stable model because you do more more brewing, more uh, brewing, working operating as a bar, as a restaurant, as a, also as a like we do now, like we are selling beer to licenses. Mm -hmm. We well, like the bottle, the bottle shop too, so you have many ways to generate revenues that's kind of a adaptable. They diversify say. a little bit, yeah. But we, yeah, I think we kind of lucked out because when we opened, we, yeah, people came in, so we were very yeah. happy with yeah, that. I mean, you, like the area is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, Why did you pick here? I mean, because this can't be like, this, this is like the perfect place for it. It also probably doesn't seem like it's the cheapest place in the world either. In, in because it's such a burgeoning neighborhood, I know that the housing prices in Roncesvalles well have gone up yeah. a ton. It's a great, great cool, which means there's people with money, people wanting to spend money here, and there's of course the beer people coming here. But yeah, did, did you guys sort of foresee 
that or was it more just like, hey, I like this spot? No, we liked it because it was a giant square box. <laughs> okay. So it's very easy to design. <laughs> and it was a garage, so it could support the... Yeah, yeah right. the place, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we found the... But basically, yeah, to, to start with the beginning, maybe we... Yeah, yeah I always loved the neighborhood because I used to... Yeah, at least the first bar I hang out to when I uh, moved from France to Canada, was the local. Really? That's my, the first place? Or oh, second place. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because my neighbors um, yeah, brought uh, brought me to, to this bar for, for a concert, and I love yeah. the neighborhood because yeah. well, like, Roncy, it's, like a, it's like a village, it's like a, yeah. it's a very a very nice uh, uh, little street. And, and yeah. yeah. So, um, so we basically our options were this area, but we thought that we couldn't find uh, a big enough place and something that would be big enough to install a brewery here. So we kind of were kind of looking, but not too much. We looked also at yeah, other other areas that were we liked too. But uh, and one day that uh, had uh, yeah popped up about this guy. We kind of uh, yeah jumped on it because the perfect uh, the perfect location. Right. It was big. Although we the first time we went here was a. Uh, in the middle of winter, so like the parking lot was yeah covered with snow. <laughs> the place was freezing. It was like a minus something inside. The <laughs> yeah, pipes bet, were right. ice or frozen. <laughs> but uh, but now we really we love the place. Yeah, from the very beginning. Oh, yeah, even when we started, like uh, we we walked around like just the we, block. We, yeah, the thing. block. We went like down on Ronsi, and of course we missed this like. Uh, detour that if you go on Ronsi, you just go straight and you hit blue. Yeah, so we right. never actually walked by here. Uh, but then we walked in a giant square like this because we were like we like the we like this area. Mm -hmm. And we looked in a few places, but like it's, like Stefan said, we didn't find anything that could be kind of like big enough or you know, could support or have the bones to kind of support. Yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, the next week or something, we, we found this place. So, so yeah, like it's pretty lucky. Snatch that up. Yeah. yeah. So did you do the loan before you found the place, or did you have that after? So you're like, all right, secured the place. Now we're like, all right, then we're gonna finance. So we thing. started like a pre, I think our loan kind of pre-approved because it, well, it takes time to, to put together your um, like loan application yeah. to the house for business plan and all that. Yeah. So you have a, but you still have that empty, uh, empty, uh, empty cell with, uh, for the for right. the rent and the, the place and because uh, they they're asking of course to have like uh, a loan uh, a lease signed before. Oh, before you even do it. Oh, okay. So they want you really to not be messing around. Yeah, no, they're kind of looking uh, oh, yeah, into yeah. things. Uh, <laughs> it's very strict, but... Uh, so it should be, I guess, right? Yeah. They're going to give you money. They want to make sure that you're not uh, not playing. Okay. Yeah. So you got the place. You knew you had good beer. Uh, you got the loan approved. Then was it like, all right, now I need to find equipment. Um, I assume that. Or did you do the branding and stuff first? Like, which order did that go in? I think we. Uh, I'm, I come. Uh, I've been working uh, yeah, two years in the condition industry, so I was looking at the a bit of the construction side of the place. But I, I knew about how to, to build a, a brewery because I, I was doing that before from a, a previous job. So not, right. for, not for in the brewing industry, but in the um, yeah, ventilation, uh, like ventilation, so similar, similar area. And uh, so we looked into construction first, looking at uh, contractors to uh, to yeah, to because have many things to think about, like the plumbing. The electrical, the, the size the of the steam, fermenters too, right? Like the fermenters too. So how you know how, how we figure this out? So we looked a bit at what the other people are doing too. Because most breweries have about the same uh, fermenter size uh, as we have. So we did a bit like um, everybody, but we don't know it. There's no way to figure to know before you yeah. open how big your fermenter should be and uh, how big your tanks should be. So I think we just can quite well. But what's the capacity here? 
What did you go with? It's a 10 barrel system. 10 barrels. Yeah. How many fermenters? Uh, like we, is it split we, up? we started with four eight? and then nice. about six months later we went to up to eight. Okay, perfect. And you have like the bright tanks and... Yeah, there's two brights here. Two brights as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's decent enough, like it, is that enough? Are you guys like constantly like turning it over or is yeah, it... These uh, days, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Pumping yeah. through it. Eh? We're, bro- we're growing five days a week, so... Nice. It's, like, so it's pretty intense. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Ask uh, Horacio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the bro. He's there's like one of all, the, yeah, there's yeah, a whole people. Do you guys brew? Yeah. You still do? Yeah. Gangster. Nice. Are you guys like head brewers or is it not really like uh, hierarchy like that? Not too much of it. It's a yeah. very collaborative world, so we all sit together. But, all right, what do we want to do? Exactly. So yeah. uh, I'm doing the coordination because someone has to order ingredients, all these things, so and to make sure that uh, they do schedule. But other than that, it's very uh, yeah, cooperative and we sit down together once a week or twice a week to. Uh, to schedule the next batches, to hear about what everybody wants to make, and also we do a tasting, tasting yeah. for fermenters, finished products to uh, see how they're going and stuff. How it goes and try to, like she said, we're kind of scientific with what we are doing. So we like to improve our products. So we are very uh, detail oriented with our brewing uh, sheets and uh, improvement of the recipes, processes, and. Um, yeah, like, do you guys like pick it apart and like, hmm, I think this needs more, whatever, whatever, like. Oh yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty. Constantly. I think there's no there's no ego because if it sucks or if you don't like something, like, because you're not going to move forward if you're not self-critical. Yeah. So very I think true. everyone here is very open to being like, yeah, you know, even if you make the beer, like someone says, I I don't like this about this or I don't like this, like, and everybody has that same kind of mentality, which I think is helpful, like, yeah. to to improve products. So. I have to be also yeah a bit uh, modest about. Uh, what you not you personally, but uh, about you you know, when you're making a product, if you have uh, some sort of off flavor, so you say, oh, I would like to get my beer more this way, so how can I, what, where does this come from, that off flavor? Yeah, as long as you don't know, so that's okay, that's uh, so that's some kind of um, interesting to like a, the way we build our brewing team, so we want to learn, but uh, no one has like a, an answer, but okay, that comes from this because. Obviously, everybody knew how our flavors come from. Or <laughs> yeah. It would be fixed very easily. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, we all kind of uh, like work together, together, learn together, and uh, yeah. try to find the uh, uh, solutions together. Okay, I like that. Can we uh, let's get into one of the bottles? Yeah, sure. Which one's the best to start with? Yeah, milkshake. I'll tell from this side. Huh? Yeah, let's <laughs> see what's. Oh, yeah, so we name it. Okay, there's a West Coast West Coast milkshake, a Goza. 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 Goza is probably Goza. the best. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Um, all right, so you've got, so some, did you, so do you guys have like a consultant to help you sort of plan what you need or you already knew enough about the, um, uh, like, all right, we're gonna start with four fermenters and we need the brand. Like, did you guys know what equipment, well, we, like we how did that? We talked to some of the brewery owners, so it's like, oh yeah, we're planning to do this and then what do you think? And uh, they're very helpful, helping us uh, designing a bit like a, like, the general idea, how many, uh, what do we need, how many fermenters, what size roughly. Okay. And um, also we picked um, a supplier, an equipment supplier in a, out of Niagara Falls. Okay. And uh, they help a lot as well in the design your, uh, so. your brewing area, your, your needs, your piping. So that's, I would say, the, maybe half, uh, half online research, a bit of online research, some of the um, yeah, co-brewing, uh, yeah, um, other, other breweries, uh, Brewery owners or brewery uh, like helped you out a little bit, and, like, hey. a bit. and a lot of the yeah the supplier the equipment supplier help. Oh, I guess always helps a lot. Okay, yeah. that's very cool. Um, tell us about this one. 
nice little hazy joint. Wizard of Goza. This is the apricot. Is that right? Yeah. So that's just a Goza. So we kettle started this beer. Nice. Um, and then it's, it gets fermented. We add the salt, and to kind of round out that acidity, we add apricot, which I think is is that in the stand? In that's the standard one. Yeah. Okay. And. We've kind of played around with a few flavors Four, two. of the nice. Goza. So we've done uh, a kumquat one, which is nice. more on like the tropical side. Uh, the peach and we did a prickly pear one. The uh, peach is coming out. And uh, the peach is coming out next. Right. So Not messing we keep, around. Yeah, so it's like, it's good because it's like sweet and salty uh, at the same time. It goes most fantastic good, good for summer, right? Oh, it's, yeah. So. I'm gonna get a photo because I do like on top of the, the reviews, it's super run. This is how the beer thing started. Are you guys cool to be in there? Okay. <laughs> There's gonna be a bunch of these during it. People are used to it. People are used to it, it's okay. I usually stop all the stuff and they're like, where's he stopping to take a photo and take notes? Like, hey man, dedicated. All right, this is fantastic. So, next is you got this going to then. You get the brewery set up, you're dealing with construction. At what point did you think about your lineup or the brand itself? Like, where did that sort of start to come in? Like, did you think, like, okay, did you have the name at that point? Oh my, uh... <laughs> name of the restaurant? The, the name, that's interesting. So we went through a lot of iterations, I think. And then uh, my now wife and at that time girlfriend, she was uh, sending a list of suggestions. Just like different ideas, yeah, like random. And then, and then yeah, we picked. And she, she just suggested Bandit. Bandit was one of them? Yeah, okay. too much credit though. That's a... <laughs> no, she came up with the names. <laughs> no, the idea, we like wanted to find something that's... Um, related to the... Related to Toronto. Yep. And why... Oh, because it's just raccoons everywhere. Well, um... Yeah, we started this project in Toronto. We wanted to have something that's very... Uh, that was, kind of uh, local. And we, uh, we both, uh, yeah, love the raccoons. So <laughs> no, let's do something with a raccoon. Okay. Oh, we went to... Uh, we went to a restaurant once. Uh, I don't... I don't remember now where it was, but we were in a back patio somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, sitting on the back patio, half halfway through, like silver comes in with a broom. Together. And, yeah, and then it's just around, and we we're like, oh, this is this is so kind funny. of funny. Like, well, we have to name the brewery after that. I reckon it's something. Because it's so Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when you got your friend to do the design and stuff like that, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. It's nice and like it just lends itself like just this like very simple. Just the black stuff. I really like it. Um, so that was around the time you're sort of doing it, all these things simultaneously. I would assume them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we came up with the name before the location. Or? I'm not too sure. No, it's after the same time. Oh, after the location. Yeah. Okay. After location. Yeah. And then, so you're doing the construction. Do you try and brew elsewhere, whether it's at home or at a contract facility, to get beer ready for opening, or is it one of those things where you wanted to only brew out of this facility and have to kind of wait for a construction? Uh, yeah, no, we waited for here. You waited? We didn't, yeah, I think part of opening the brewery would be, it wouldn't be, I don't, know, I don't think it would be authentic if you, if you own a brewery and you were like, well, here's a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I, well, I, in, yeah. in just a supply for, for that opening day thing. Either okay. early or they'll, what they'll do, they'll start licensing out leading up to it. So instead of contracting to get in the LCBO, we can't. They'll yeah. like, um, I guess it doesn't happen as much here, like in Australia and other places I hear them do it a lot more. Okay. Um, so they'll contract out and they'll have a bunch of stuff ready to go. Oh, and then they'll get it out, like you're saying, like you guys are licensing now. I think we said that off air, but. Uh, like getting it to restaurants and stuff like that okay. um, and get the buzz slowly started and they're like oh okay and they'll have it a bar hop or whatever whatever and they'll see it around and then 
when you guys open, it just gives that that little bit more leeway, okay. as opposed to coming out. It's just a strategy, yep. I guess. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea, but uh, I think in our case, you wouldn't have changed much because uh, we had the brewing area ready um, quite early. So we could but you were able to start And we still had uh, a lot of uh, things to finish in the kitchen, uh, the washroom, all the rest of the construction. So it uh, didn't delay us that much, actually. Because oh, we were brewing maybe one month, uh, one month before we opened. Maybe. And then we finished all the rest, not the construction. The one and a half months. Or one and well, a half, maybe, or maybe even yeah. one and a half. So yeah. for us, uh, we didn't have the need of having the product uh, uh, contracted because we, we could make you could do it yourself. Uh, without Probably. delaying the whole uh, project. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's what I was probably thinking of as well. Sometimes they breweries will sort of have the whole place good to go and they'll be brewing, but they can't, maybe it's a permit problem or something, uh, like to, to slow. Yeah. Um, so then they'll start to license out, or like this is one I was speaking to in Australia, that's what I was thinking of, I think. And they did it, I think that was two years. Like the brewery was open, in like a huge warehouse and stuff that he couldn't open because that was a newer area, they didn't know how to zone it or whatever, and they had to figure it all out. So he was able to can on site and license out and then open the, the tap room later on. Okay. So I guess it depends on maybe the situation you guys are able to, so yeah. why yeah, not? I guess, no, for us it worked yeah. quite well, actually. Yeah. Cool. So that was good, it's a nice transition, like smoothly into... Uh, yeah, I have to say, surprisingly, the permits were like pretty... No problem? No, yeah, we yeah, all the to permits that, were very that is kind of surprising. Like, yeah, I, I know <laughs> people always talk about the city and how hard it is. I, I don't know, maybe we lucked out, like, but we had a pretty okay. smooth process. Whatever works. Yeah. Okay. Um, then, all right, so you start brewing. Now, where did you come up with the line of beers? I mean, did you start with like some, like how most breweries were with like some, some basics, you know, like a Pilsner, maybe a Ram bar, blah, 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 like a stout. Or did you go... Yeah, you could talk about Tell me about it. <laughs> so I think that was in like December. Uh, so it's, we're still doing construction and then we say, okay, let's take a weekend off and go to Buffalo and we're going to sit down and we're going to get all the beers that we couldn't get here. So okay. we'll go to the US. All the American stuff, yeah. And we'll rent a hotel room and we'll just sit there and then and drink start, until and, we like. and, and start making notes. So I, I don't know how many beers we had. <laughs> uh, Dangerous. We had one of the, yeah. One of the worst pizzas we've had. Yeah, what terrible pizza. Yeah. That's, that's what uh, <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo is a weird place. Yeah, I love that place, but uh, it was attached to like a furniture store, so maybe that's... <laughs> that could be why. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was in furniture. the furniture store. <laughs> so, furniture store pizza. Uh, but yeah, we wrote down, I think there was a list of... I think what we quickly understood too is that me and him had very different tastes. Okay. So we had to kind of figure out, okay, so there are times when the intersection happens and we're like, okay, that's something we both really like. So it took a while and then I think we came up with the, with the initial concept of, I think what, four beers or six beers? Way more than that, huh? maybe yeah. ten beers. Huh? Yeah. yeah, maybe because yeah, initially we wanted to do a huge tap list. So. Did you open with a big list? Six or eight? No, maybe yeah, four or six. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so not as many as maybe you would have wanted, but better yeah. just to get going, get some revenue through the door. But I think within two months, or two, two to three months, I think we grew our tap list pretty significantly. Pretty significantly. I think I, we hit about 14, 15 on tap at yeah. some point. I remember when I came, I remember we were sitting outside, we came with the Lost Craft guys. 
hanging out outside. It was just warm enough to sit outside, like get to wear a sweater. It was kind of like probably a four, I think it was 2016. You had a, like a pretty decent list. And I think there was, there was the Goza was definitely on there. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think I had the Dundas. There was no milkshake. Um, but I remember it being like a decent, like there was maybe like five or six different, different IPAs. Um, I remember being damn like there was it was like confusing almost and I'm a beer I'm a beer nerd and I was like all right where do I start I was pretty impressed that yeah. there was a a solid list to to work with I think um, yeah so I mean I guess you and that was probably maybe when did you what part was it early 2016 you opened like May May yeah. shit so maybe I would have been like you would have been maybe six months tops from when I came oh wow which means you had a solid list though like I just remember being like decent I don't know if like maybe it was the teens but okay yeah, so I, I, now I see you guys I guess it's like developed over time so I, I see like you guys are doing like that's like the fruited gozes the milkshake IPAs which is sick of my personal faves I love that shit um, like how did it go do you, you guys always because I find some brewers are like it's usually there's no middle ground like some of them just do like oh milkshakes are popular sure we'll chuck some lactose in or they'll do something but they don't really like it and you can tell that in the beer sometimes lackluster because they feel they're just doing it Whereas like there's other brewers that are just like, nope, we're not doing it all. And then there's others that are just like, oh no, we're going to make this sick. So I guess you guys are on that. You guys clearly enjoy this stuff. You're doing a series. And... I think we're open to everything. So that's the, and because it's a, it's a, it's a teamwork too, like uh, we said before. So uh, Benoit, one of our teammates, is, uh, was very much into uh, milkshake beers. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's go for it. So, uh, Myself, I'm not too much into a, not a milkshake guy, so yeah. although I really like this one. I like milkshake. So I with a Galaxy, it gives a nice, uh, nice. like a tropical kick. Uh, I really like that, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, we're kind of open to any any kind of a, of a style. We at the beginning, we were more like focused on a, on a fixed lineup, and over time, we, we changed a bit our, uh, yeah, we wanted to uh, rotate our product a, a bit more, explore, because it takes some time to, to improve your, your process so you yeah. are comfortable with what you are making and um, maybe a year ago we decided to, uh, to, to make a more diverse product to, to rotate a bit more mm-hmm. and uh, maybe in a way to look a bit more at uh, what uh, other people are making like uh, worldwide or worldwide um, so um, worldwide sorry that's cool <laughs> so like you guys uh, have you guys like actively made trips aside from the Buffalo one initially have you guys gone back to the States or gone places to try and see what else anyone is doing? Yes, and yeah, so maybe independently. Okay, but so. not like, like, hey man, let's, <laughs> let's go and have a business trip and expense yeah. it and drink a lot. I think we were still, maybe this year we've been talking about that, but uh, we've only been here for like two years and at least for me, it's just felt like just go, 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 go. Yeah, like you haven't even really it's stopped It's hard yet. to like think outside. So we get a chance, I mean, we go to like, local, you know, Toronto craft beer stuff all the time and, yep. and see what those guys are up to. But maybe stepping outside, that's something maybe this year we were thinking of doing, uh, maybe towards fall or something like that, but it slows down. Get out to some yeah. places. Definitely hit up Vermont. Like it's just south of Montreal, that's, like Burlington, uh, yeah. it's out of control. Like out of control. Vermont, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go anywhere in Vermont or if you really want to go out, like San Diego or LA. For sure, and all the, those people there always say Portland. So I haven't been to Portland, Oregon, <laughs> yeah. but like San Diego and Los, Los Angeles, are surprisingly good. Okay. Just interesting to see what other people are sort of doing. Particularly, the America's always way ahead of us. Yeah. So it's always good to, to see. And I notice the same thing. A lot of brewers are like you're just too busy. Like you don't have that opportunity. 
to do that. Like it doesn't matter where they are, they're all everybody's always doing it. I'm like, oh man, I just can't get away. I'm just like hectic, so I don't have time to do it. Do you guys do festivals? Do you guys participate in any or not too much? We we, done, we went to uh Castes. Oh, Castes. Castes? Castes? Yeah. But um, I know some festivals also are not uh, some of them are uh, mostly for big breweries. They're kind of uh, maybe small. To, we don't have the resources. We have four people brewing, so I, we, we, we don't have time to go to festivals. Right. I guess you can't have the excess uh, product for festivals necessarily. Also, but um, I think I don't know. What... Yeah, I think it's just we're so small that I think it's a lot of work for us to get to a festival at right. this point. Um, and even, especially given the summer, like I said, somebody's brewing every day or they're doing something else. So, Castings is nice. It's it's because uh, it's easy, it's, right? It's small batch. Small batch. Uh, it's interesting too. Uh, also, if you're not sitting at the LCBO, for example, the kind of exposure that you are gaining at a festival, I guess, doesn't work too much for us because people can get our beer outside from here anyway. So. Yeah. Right. So, so maybe that is not too much worth it either for, at this point for us. Or? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it sort of like could go either way. I was talking to a friend the other day, it seems like it'd be more beneficial for brewers to almost go to other places that even though your beer isn't available. Um, there's a few festivals coming up this summer. I know they've got beers from, let's say, Vancouver that you can't get here and they come back to the festivals because it's more like it encourages tourism, I think, that it's more it's like if you guys were in a festival in Montreal and then they'd be like, oh, what is this? It's crazy. I'm like, oh, we're in Toronto. Like, where can I get it? Oh, in Toronto. I'm like, Beer people are crazy. Like they'll travel for that. I'm one of them. <laughs> I do. We go way, way too many places for, uh, for beer. Um, okay, what? So, have you guys found the um, the scene here? Like, have you guys sort of had much interaction with other breweries and sort of things yeah. like that? It's been. I'd say it's been a great community. We we've got help from other people. Helped out other breweries. It's a pretty collegial atmosphere. It's nice. Like, uh, can drop in. Everyone's. That, I think that's a bit go. different. Like it's not. Uh, <laughs> you say hi, you get free beer, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> free, free beer for life. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, that's good. <laughs> but in general, I think uh, everybody in the business, they're just. I think everyone's just having a. It's fun to, I guess, talk about beer, and enjoy oh, yeah. the products. So yeah. It's been a great community. Right? So, good. So nice and like welcoming, and people have sort of Absolutely, been. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good. We have too because we, we love going out uh, to breweries too. So when we go out to most people, the local breweries. Yeah. So, uh, but you have to, yeah, to be friend with your, uh, yeah, your, your community mates. So. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of you get the opposite as well. Did the other brewers come oh, yeah, here yeah, through yeah. and yeah. hang out? And yeah. There's a couple coming. I don't know tomorrow or something like that. Oh no, next week. So but yeah, they, they drop and, in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes they give you a heads up, sometimes they just drop by. And we do the same, like sometimes we give a heads up or something. Hey, just come through, you're going to be there, type yeah, of thing. Exactly. Okay, cool. So that's really good. It's always good to hear that. I, I find that's pretty consistent as far as like, you know, brewers always helping out other brewers. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's one of the few industries there, uh, people like like focus on that. It's kind of, it's kind of almost weird. Like what other industry are you going to help out your competitor? You could call up a competitor like, yo, how do you use this yeast or whatever? I know, help you. <laughs> like it's, always, it's just such a strange concept. Yeah. Like like there's not really anything else I can think of. I, I think the process is so complex that, you know, even with the information, like you have to figure out things for yourself too. So yeah. even if, like if there's a recipe that you take online, there's, you know, 50, 60 steps in the process that is not outlined or clear. So. Just because you have a recipe doesn't mean anything. It's like you know, it's probably eighty percent process and twenty percent recipe. 
Mm. So, good point. So it's and a you lot can't of really mimic that, right? Yeah, like, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And yeah, so it's not like it's a complete, uh, someone can jack you or whatever. Exactly. So. Okay, amazing. So, which one did you want to do next? I know, I might, I might be drinking first. Milkshake. We just talked about the milkshake. Let's do the milkshake. milkshake. So tell us about this series. Which one is this one? So this is the mango habanero? This is mango habanero. Nice. It's inspired it? by Mexico. Mexico, nice. Uh, Sounds pretty Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, if you've been to Mexico in the streets, they have this as like a snack. So they have, uh, they, like they a mango have like cut juice? up mango, just cut up mangoes, and yeah. then they put like chili powder on them. Really? So it's like sweet and a little bit spicy. Spice? And, yes, huh. it's really refreshing, it? yeah. amazing snack. And we're like, oh, it's not the same spice. We tried to show you the original spice. It's called tahin. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a blend of a yeah, kind of a habanero, something, something spicy, lime and um, and salt. And we tried it. It doesn't go too well. So we thought we thought yeah, we, we, we tried to do the rim the too like, with the tahin, but it doesn't go too. Hey, no, it's not too bad. Actually, the rim of the glass with it. Yeah. But the sellers would have said no anyway. So. Hey, that's fair. I wouldn't. I don't know about that. Yeah, spi like a spiced rim. It's uh, what's the drink that does that? Is that like um, like a Caesar or whatever? Caesar, they have, yeah. like the pepper yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah shit is weird. Man. <laughs> I can't get down with that Canadian stuff. <laughs> hey, all three of us aren't from here, so we can do it. It's hey, true. cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Oh yeah, dusty, creamy. It's got. I'm waiting for that habanero kick. There is one. Nice. It's like. The it's more you drink it, it slowly, slowly builds up. It's kind of nice. I like it subtle, like yeah. mad. So I like spice. I don't always find it strange in um, beer. But the funny part is that uh, I think it's dry hop with a uh, galaxy, and that's oh, I can not, get it's, that galaxy for it's sure. Not, it's not, it's yeah. not a hot light tumor. It's very, it's very powerful. But uh, I didn't it kind of dry hopping kind of works well with these uh, very sweet beers for some reason. Yeah, so it's you can, can taste a bit of the, the galaxy in, in a pleasant way. Sometimes galaxy, it's very unpleasant, it's very sharp, it's very overwhelming strong. too. Yeah. And at this level, and with that much sweetness, it's very pleasant. Yeah. I like that. The bow, boys. You know the drill. <laughs> Apologies. There <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah>, we are. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so, what number milkshake IPA is this one? Like, how many have you uh, done? Because I keep five, saying four, four, five, four or five, four or five. I see these are very uh, much Instagram bait. People love them. Oh, really? I see people talk about it all the time. <laughs> I was actually really looking forward, to be honest, like really mostly looking forward to try this uh, because I'd seen a bunch of my beer nerd friends um, drink this one a lot. Okay. Um, what were the other flavors you had? So there was a like... We used a lot of mangoes, and mango goes well with lactose. Yeah, oh yeah. We did... Uh, uh, strawberry, raspberries. Ooh. We did mango, raspberry. Uh, we did... Uh, Nectarine, mango nectarine. nectarine. Yeah. Uh, we did peach, vanilla. Uh, oh, we got sort of rhubarb and um, strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry, strawberry rhubarb. Yeah, that's that's always a fun. That's, nectarine is such an interesting one. Yeah. It's very close to peach. <laughs> pretty pretty close. <laughs> so it's like yeah, kind of all tastes the same. Yeah. Okay. Is this something you're going to continue to do? The uh, milkshake stuff? Yeah. Yes. Kind of like it. Uh, getting new ideas, trying new foods. Okay. Have you got any ones that you? want to talk about that it's coming because this will come out in about three weeks from recording date so is there anyone in that time that wouldn't be a spoiler that you can say publicly oh, the next one that's the, the let's talk about it what is that the chocolate milkshake chocolate and the chocolate, chocolate vanilla chocolate vanilla milkshake so it looks like this but it's a chocolate so what do you I use for the chocolate like just cocoa or something? uh so cocoa we're using oh there's the spice yeah there it yeah. is yeah nice subtle yeah like right afterwards 
the uh, so we're doing a combination of cacao nibs and uh, cacao husks. So okay. we use them in the mash and then also so it doesn't color anything, just gives a flavor. Yeah, subtle yeah. flavor. Or? No, we want it to be like oh, the chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. without so, being brown. Without being brown. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. I guess it's kind of throws you off. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited like, to <laughs> drink that one too. Yeah. And you use uh, like vanilla beans? Uh, yeah, just uh, we get, I guess, whole vanilla beans. Yeah. Uh, and that's going Chop them up, scrape them yeah. and stuff. Exactly. I heard there's a yeah, worldwide vanilla shortage right now. Yeah, that's, the price definitely reflects that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That sounds interesting as hell. Okay. Are there other series that you guys are doing? So I guess you got the goes that you mentioned with multiple fruits. You got the milkshakes. Like. Um, never so like. Um, our family ninjas, that's our uh, bread saison. Well, nice. Same thing in this series, we are rotating the bread, uh, the bread strain at um, every batch. Usually it's a, it's a blend of different bread strains. For nice. Like a house bread strain? Like in-house type of stuff? Or? We have, uh, we have a bit of both. Uh, we've uh, done in-house, we've done... Uh, we also have a bunch of labs. Uh, yeast lab that do interesting stuff, so we're trying nice. them. So we're doing a bunch, yeah, a bit of everything else. A bit of ours, a lot of us. Yeah. Someone else, because that's their, no, that's their the world. That's what they do for a living. So they are yeah. really good at that. So, so it's kind of, I, I love like the, the bread uh, flavor. So. Yeah. That's sick. Um, you were telling me earlier, you guys have a nice little uh, barrel program over here. Is that enough? Is there something you can talk about? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, fantastic. What? Uh, how many barrels you got over there? Like, it's like 12, oh, 16? 16. 16. 16. Yeah. Um, what are you working on? What's going on in those little fellas? What's growing in there, man? Eh? Uh, right now we have, um, we have a new Flanders for the next, next batch of uh, Flanders. We should try it because nice. we release, we're releasing it today. So yeah. that's yeah. We can, that's, that's, we can pull a little nail out, get a little crack. Oh, so, oh, so, so it's, 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 it's already transferred. Yeah, it's blended. It's ready so, to go. Yeah. Nice. So that's, yeah, exactly uh, that a crack. That, that's really good. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, we had uh, like a. Oh, you could try that too. You should try that um, with the, the quad edge in the bourbon barrel. So, barrel aged quad. Yeah, yeah, it's really Jesus. good. On. <laughs> yeah. Okay, eleven. We're not alcoholics. No, no, no. And uh, the bread IPA. The bread, uh, and we also I uh, also have a bread saison. A bread saison. Mm. Uh, like been aged in there, nice. And then the uh, sours that we we just put them in maybe last week or two mm. weeks ago. Okay. So are they there for a while? Yeah, they'll be there for a few months. So nice. Uh, that's sick. Are they going to be fruited or are they going to be kind of more traditional? And you have that, uh, okay, that's the, the new uh, secret of Prime. <laughs> that's our new uh, Goza. We have a Goza project. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like barrel aged Goza with, uh, with fruit. Yeah. So we can. Barrel aged With fresh fruit. Um. Yeah. Damn. Never, I don't think I've ever heard of that. <laughs> is, that is that a thing? I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know. We don't know. Either. No, you made it a thing. <laughs> okay, that's we'll sick. Let's see how it turns out. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's something, how old, how long have you had the, the barrels? Has that been since since you opened or is that kind of a newer thing? Oh, we're buying, uh, once you want to get emails from barrels about, oh, well, okay, why don't we buy uh, these uh, bourbon barrels and uh, wine barrels and uh, what did you get recently? Uh, rum. These, uh, rum barrels. Rum, yeah. rum's a good one. So, uh, well, just like, uh, oh, <laughs> it's like, like I said, it's like a discussion with the brewing team, oh, why don't we get barrels? Yeah, let's get barrels. Okay, barrel. getting yeah. barrels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty straightforward. <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, was it like a team effort again to come up with what you want to put in them? Yeah, I think so. That's that's a lot of discussion because I mean, there's only 16 barrels, so right, and they're gonna be sitting there for a bit. And so it's like you have to sometimes you have to fight for space. Yeah, <laughs> you have to figure out whose beer is gonna go into those barrels. So that's fun. So you have a 
spirited discussion. <laughs> defending spirited, your, I like that. <laughs> defending your... I know you have a liberal meeting and everyone is coming to a meeting with, with his ideas, ideas and then yeah. we pick a couple of ideas and... Uh, yeah. We pick mine, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys pull rank, you guys pull rank, you're like, sorry, sorry, Benoit. <laughs> this is what's going down. <laughs> I like that. So are they, are they going to be brewery only? Are they like uh, going to be bottled or are they just on tap? What's the deal with uh, um, the barrel stuff? No, we usually do a bit of both. So bit of nice. there's bottles and, and stuff like the Flanders is going to be available both on tap and in the nice. bottle shop as well. Um, most of them will have at least a few kegs uh, in the tap room. Okay. But uh, yeah, quantity is pretty limited. So yeah, I bet, right? So you want to kind of keep it in-house. And yeah. it's, a, it's a draw card to yeah. bring all the beer nerds out. Love it. Um, so you guys were telling me before, uh, before we started that you guys started licensing or like selling kegs to licensees? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go on? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Good, yeah. How was the, how did that decision come about? Uh, and when in the process did you start licensing? Excuse me. Um, I, quite recently no. because we got people emailing us about, you know, okay, can I have you on a, I want to buy a cake from you. So we thought, okay, we can have to do something so we can answer um, this email. So uh, we hired someone who's doing, uh, uh, taking care of that. Among yeah, other things, and uh, so just to handle licensing, that's their job, almost like a sales kind of a thing. Yeah, but he's doing uh, also he's uh, he's not part of a brewing team, so he's doing a bit of the licensing sales. But it doesn't take say two days a week, maybe. Would be a huge uh, yeah. We like to have uh, ideally we like to have people, even who work in sales, being very close to the product. Yeah, because maybe it's the way you can sell the product better, and uh, it's kind of interesting to have people involved in many aspects, uh, including the brewing aspects. So, uh, so this person is uh, he's, he's a brewer too. He's uh, doing um, uh, taking care of a licensee program and okay. also running the bottle shop. And uh, Horacio is also a brewer. Who is uh, he's working with the yeah the barrels. Um, yeah, he used to work for us. He went back. He came back. And then he came back. And he joined us. So oh. That was fun. Oh, oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. Um, okay, that's sick. So then, what, what spots are you guys in? Like, is it sort of local? Is it sort of downtown? I think it's a bit mix of both. Maybe we're in about, I don't know, 15 places, something like that. It's pretty that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah, try to go with the uh, beer places that could sell um, like, a lot of our product because we're very small. So for us, uh, we can go uh, to a place when, you, when we are sure that our beer is going to be fresh. And, uh, and we can uh, deliver many cases at the same time. It's the best. So, um, yeah. Trying to focus on beer places, and yeah, so our product is served. I know it's so fresh. So basically, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, beer places. Okay, good. Is that something you plan to sort of build on and, and continue, or is it like, uh, was it kind of like, oh, whatever? If it comes, it comes. Like, I, I think there is a growth plan, but I, I don't think there's a huge amount of. I think at the end of the day, like brewing the beer is probably the most fun part and the thing that we spend most of our time on. Yeah. I think the licensee sales, it's there. It's it's good, but I don't I don't consider it like a massive massive part of a like the strategy. The strategy. I think yeah. it's more interesting to just create new products and, and have people come here and try them. Totally. Yeah. Um, it, with the bottle shop then, which is super dope, and this is my favorite part about Toronto, because in Montreal we don't have this, like there's some stupid laws. So you have to have a separate street address or something. Oh, really? No one has it really, like there's no way downtown, I can't go to a brew pub and be like, yo, that was sick, do you have that in bottles? Yeah, cool, and leave with a four pack. Yeah. Like, you have to go to a depot to go buy it, so. I thought I, in Benelux they had the... 
months ago. Nope, I wish. Oh, wow. They only just changed the law to allow growlers. Growlers, that's what So it that's is. recently, but I'm not a growler guy. Like, okay, yeah. I know the way that my life is set up with this beer stuff, like a growler doesn't really suit what I how I roll. Right. Like I don't need two liters of anything ever. <laughs> like the bottle's perfect, does good for videos, whatever. So um, I love that you guys have that. Is that something that you guys, were you guys ever like looking at LCBO or beer store or anything? Or are you sort of satisfied with keeping it in-house for now? I don't know. We've thought about the ideas, we were exploring it, but I think overall we're pretty happy with the bottle shop. Within house? Yeah. It's very convenient too because the product is super fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, everything is very uh, close by, so that's very convenient for us to operate this way. And uh, no, I've been looking at the LCBO. We're probably going to to sell a product at the LCBO by the end of the year. Okay. Nice. Um, actually, the Goza is probably going to be at the LCBO by the end of nice. the year. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to do that program where you deliver it yourself? Like Leftfield were telling us, and they yeah. do that one, yeah. and they deliver it weekly because then they and they can instruct them like this has to be kept in the fridge and blah blah blah. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that has mm -hmm. to be the way we, we start because otherwise it'll just be yeah. shelf LCBO aged or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was in one yesterday or the day before, and I saw a collective arts IPA, a hazy IPA too, on the shelf, like a normal shelf, and I was like, oh, that's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's why I don't really go to LCBO very often, like. I think it's good for a brewery for brand awareness though. Yeah. It seems like really important to just capture that audience if you have at least one brand in there, just okay. to be like, oh, what's that? They can, like, this. it's for discovery right. and then that will lead them here. Um, but, like, I can see that not being, like, a, uh, you know, clearly it's better to come, you know, there's no overhead, no middleman. Right. They get it fresh right here, so. Mm -hmm. um, no, that's cool. So, like, everything is expanding and, uh, do you have any other new, like aside from those others, are there other new products you think you're introducing or are you sort of like, it seems like you, like I said, you guys are going for the, I mean it in a good way, like the trendy stuff, like the milkshakes and the gozes and now the cool barrel aid stuff, barrel aid sours and the cool funky stuff. Um, yeah, you can tell me quickly about um, Cake Monster, that's kind of a new product. Or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what is that one? So that's... Is that, a, is that a supporter? Should we do the, the West Coast before we do that? Or should we, we can still talk about it then. Um, we can skip right to it, whatever you guys want to do. You're in charge. Yeah, we'll have it's your the, podcast. The West Coast is really, really good, but uh, are we going to be wasted? Or? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yes, we're going to be wasted. Yeah, why not? You know what? <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's Friday. Whatever. There's a bunch of us. What's... You guys want to find the Flanders? The Flanders? Yeah. Yeah, why not? We yeah. can do this and then do the Flanders episode. Just a simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. So this is your West Coast IPA. How do you feel about this one? Tell me about this joint. That's uh, Stefan's creation. Yeah. Yeah, that's always done. Because I traveled to the, the States maybe 10 years ago when I was still living in France and I tried these. Uh, just in, uh, in Seattle, I was trying my, almost my first IPAs and I went to a, a bar next to the hotel and I had a great selection of IPAs. I mean, really, at that time in France, IPA was a wasn't thing, the right? thing. Yeah. No, no, one, no, was, no one used to know what uh, an IPA was. Now people know a little bit, but... Uh, and this, they had like maybe five different IPs, and they were, they were so extremely bitter. I, I was there with a, a couple of yeah, friends of mine, and uh, <laughs> they were tasting the IPA. Like, they were so bitter, they said, what is this, that metal? <laughs> so it was so metallic, the, the taste was, uh, it was, and the next day, then you could still taste the bitterness. And I, I really enjoyed that. So the old school West Coast one. <laughs> yeah, the 10 years ago palate record. Like, exactly. Like it's, and, but yeah, this one is not as bitter, obviously, but it's still a bit, um, yeah, quite. It's not a, not a, it's a West Coast, but not quite as West Coast that you can no, imagine. No, it's not crazy bitter at all. Yeah. No. It's more citru uh, citrusy, maybe slightly more bitter than an average uh, IPA right now in Toronto, mm -hmm. but uh, 
Nordic Swim Libido either. It's very citrusy. Okay, what hops did you use in that one? You know, it's a Citroën Amarillo. Did you have Nice. We, we rotate sometimes. Um, but yeah, Six most five. of the time, Citroën Amarillo. Okay. Citroën Amarillo, like, you can never really go wrong. Yeah. I think we love Amarillo. Especially Amarillo. Uh, Amarillo yeah. is, like, <laughs> that's the one? I would love that pub. <laughs> is it tough to get? No, no, that's, it's, uh, that, that so one's it's not yeah. difficult to get. That's our yeah, favorite pub. Uh, we love also yeah, Motueka. That's like Motueka, yeah. Yes. Okay. It's very nice. It's very. It's got a very unique uh, flavor, like very uh, towards lychee, a bit perfumey. Nice. And, uh, I love this pub. So that's like yeah. my favorite pub. Yeah, the kiwi ones. Are they? <laughs> are they? Do they make it a little difficult to get hold of, or are they? Are they pretty in? Because I know Nelson Sauvignon is like the hardest. Yeah, Nelson Sauvignon is. It's super like, hard to get and, and super expensive. That's and the most expensive one. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't say we have some in the fridge. By the time that this much. comes out, they're not gonna, no one's going to know. Yeah. Long gone. <laughs> it's gone, guys. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, that's very expensive. Yeah, is very expensive. Motueka is a bit hard to get too, but yeah. that's okay. But I think the New Zealand hops are yeah. not too, too hard to get, but I think it's just the prices, they're, they're very, very expensive. They're pretty, yeah. Also, yeah. yeah, maybe before we wanted to worry, people were talking about, okay, we cannot get this hub, they're like, you have to have them on contract for five years to get them. Yeah. Right. I think right now it's not the case not anymore, I would say. Yeah. I don't have on spot, maybe we'll pay a bit more, but not even, but you can find about uh, everything you want. Or yeah. Which is good. A little bit more, that's all. Okay. Hey, whatever. Which is good because we are very uh, bad at planning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We are really planning like, almost uh, two weeks ahead. Or, yeah. So for hops, uh, let's say. Uh, do they come from New Zealand or do you have like a, uh, a broker out here or like someone who sort of like arranges? Well, a broker. I think for in Canada, I'm not sure you can buy directly from New Zealand. So yeah, usually uh, go, so like you go through a broker. Export license, mm-hmm. they get them from New Zealand and they're like, all right, I got this much. Yeah. So you, you contract the broker, not the farm. Is that exactly. Right? Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Didn't really think about it. I just like no one's ever mentioned a broken floor. I just thought about it. If you can't, you can't get it directly. Then, yeah, nightmare. Eh? Yeah, must we be, don't have uh, time to. Uh, <laughs> so I guess it's, it's tough for planning. If you want to make this beer, and you're like, all right, I've got this recipe. I need these hops, but you don't really know if you can get it. Usually, you can. That's uh, it's not honestly, it's not too difficult to get uh, hops on. Okay. It's just there's many vendors out there that are selling in like, so small quantities, so you can just go somewhere else. Maybe it's a bit more expensive, but you can get what you want. Okay, so, that's good. Yeah, so it's, it, the availability is, is okay. I think. But it's, it's impossible, even now we are trying to, we are trying to build contract with our suppliers, so you can, uh, okay, let's say, oh, I want to, uh, uh, to plan ahead, uh, you know, what hubs are going to need next year, so usually you try to, to contract, uh, maybe 50% of the next year, to make sure we can uh, have some of uh, what you need, and we can uh, buy all the stuff you want to. But, we're sharing opinions very quickly too, so sometimes we are trying hops and say, okay, well, well, let's do something different. If you have the contracted, uh, uh, no, your hops like uh, two years ago, what we were doing, uh, what we did a little bit, <laughs> what we are actually doing now is so different, so we, right. we don't need, need the, the same, same hops. And, uh, so, um, and it's also the years make a big difference. So I think... like Sky wine in that sense? Yeah, so Citra, for example, like the 2016 crop or the 2015 crop, mm-hmm. like there's a huge difference. I, I. I used to love this hop and now I cannot stand it because I'm, I'm pretty same, sure eh? it's it's the year of that crop, like the the 2016s or the 2017s. It's just, there's something very different. Like I remember the, the older version, it like so much better. He doesn't and talk shit about Citroën. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can get mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I kind of like that though. Like I like that about wine, that whenever you go to a winery, 
I'm like, oh yeah, the uh, the summer of 2009 was very dry. We had a rough. Like, how do you remember this shit? <laughs> so, like, if you can say the same about hops, like, that's sick to me. That's just yeah. so sick because it's like, oh no, I've got those 2014 citrus. Like, that's when it was fire. But it's like you know when you like okay, let's say we had a Dundas West Coast, and yes. if I'm remembering the time we tasted it the first time last year, and I was like, oh, that aroma was so pleasant. That's that's really vibrant. And then this year we're doing the same thing and we go, what's the, what's, what's what's going the on? <laughs> so then what do you do? As brewers, like, okay, so if that's the case, what's the what's the fix for that? Do you, you try and you change the hubs? Yeah. Change the hubs. Okay. It's not like people are married to it, right? As long as you get that similarish flavor. Like yeah. can can you sort of um, uh, combine like a couple hubs to try and maybe say to get that original flavor that Citra had? Is there like two or three that you can like salad together? That's uh, we that what we do, but uh, not really to recreate a citra in a way, let's say to recreate, we just try different things. You could you know, you could use a steam co, it's going to be a bit more like a tiny or it's good. The product is going to change a little bit. Most people won't notice. And long like you said, okay, can, how can you remember like citra from two years ago? Yeah, right, it's like, oh. That's, uh, oh, we try new hops. Recently we we started using uh, Equinot a bit more. So that's yeah. how we, we love this hop too. So yeah, Equinot, maybe yeah, next pepper, time yeah. you, know, you can, with Equinot, maybe in, a, in the West Coast, with the Citra and you know, with the Amarillo and Simcoe. We're gonna, yeah. I think we have an idea about what the aroma should be and what the flavor should be. So if it's like, we want this kind of citrus. So you can get that from many hops. So Citra can do that, but right. you know, maybe a bit of Amarillo and a bit of maybe Equinot will get that, get you there into what you want to experience when you get that aroma. So. Right, so like, at least it keeps your product, and I guess that's the, the biggest uh, thing, the challenge for any brewery is consistency. So I mean, if you don't have the raw material consistency, which is out of your control, then I guess this is where the skill as a brewer comes in to be like, well, the Dundas West Coast smells and tastes like this, so now the Citra sucks, I'm gonna have to be, like, that's, that's, a, that's really cool. Yeah. Really, no one's really like ever mentioned that before. Never but maybe it's uh, extreme uh, consistency, like uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's more for like a like you massive brew, like Budweiser. Okay, if you yeah, know, they're good. Uh, starts a little bit about the Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> they are all the hot farms. They're good. <laughs> but for but for us, I think even if the the, the, the taste slightly changes, I think even if people notice it, it doesn't have any consequence. Right. There's no people. Oh, okay, we're having a slightly uh, changing flavors. Most breweries, you know, you go to in a brewery, just a product that exists, that has been existing for five years. You taste it now, you like it, like it more, like it less. It's a bit different. Yeah, that's part of the game. Yeah, yeah people don't really complain too much. Yeah, and I think that's part of the that's that's a great part about owning like I think a small brewery is that you can kind of change that product a little bit, and I think customers kind of appreciate that too. Like you know, it's we make that very clear. Yeah, we yeah. make it very clear on the menus and the you know, descriptions and the bottles, like if we've changed hops or anything like that. So it's it's pretty transparent. That's, That's what great. we're doing. So. Yeah, I bet people, I'm, like you said, yeah, being, being consumers, craft being consumers are, are very like yeah, cognizant of that and not like, going to get too uptight about uh, those type of things. Okay, that's sick. Um, so I think it's about that time looking in here. We've been like an hour. It's going really quick. <laughs> Good chat, boys. So should we try the should flanders round? Try the flanders round. Yeah, we'll try the flanders and we'll start yeah. the lightning round. Gonna take me like 20 minutes before this point. Okay, no worries. So we'll start the lightning round in the meantime. Yeah, it would be nice to try the. Oh, it's warm. The quad. Which one? Wait, but no, quads in the fridge with the pressure on them. 
but it's, it's, not, it's not carbonated, carbonated. No, yeah. Well, you know what? We can even, uh, worst case, we can try that afterwards as well. Yeah. Whatever we can get in the podcast uh, while well, Wyden's getting that together. So we have the lightning round, like I mentioned, which uh, we nicknamed the molasses round because it's <laughs> slow as hell. <laughs> so it can be long, lengthy answer, short, sure, whatever you like. Uh, first question is, what is your guilty pleasure beer? So a beer you would be embarrassed to admit to a fellow beer nerd that you enjoy. Pacifico. Okay. The Mexican. <laughs> okay, you even forgot about this one. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm sorry to think about that. <laughs> it's tough, eh? I like Corona. I had it the other day as well. I was like, yep, I still like this. <laughs> Tastes like water. <laughs> Fuck, I cannot, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of pressure. I, I don't... Cronenberg? Cronenberg a bit of a, pretty good. I don't think I'm a bit of a snub, so I don't try to... <laughs> hey, man, I, I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... But What's what the worst I, beer you like? The worst beer I like, though. <laughs> I love this beer, but that's a, that's a simple product. And so you say, you're making very complex product, you're making very simple dry hopped uh, pilsner, and sometimes I just want to have a hopper game. It's very fresh, it's very... Uh... So what's the beer? Hey, you know what, you can, you can even like pass. You can just be like, I don't, I don't like trash beers, because I don't like trash beers except for... Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very snub statement. That's, that's probably me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not judging you, I think that's fantastic. I support you, Stefan, don't worry. Uh, a beer you would decline under any circumstances. So you go to a barbecue, you didn't bring any hopper ganger, and your mate goes, hey, how about have some of this? And you're just like, do you have water? What's in no beer? I would, I would never decline a beer. So what if someone said, here's a PBR, here's a Labatt 50? How hot do you eat? <laughs> like this? <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. You at take the, it? At the party, if it's, for, if it's, a, it's a gift, it's a... It's one of those, I, okay. Yeah, you're right. You got it. Sometimes you got it, right? What's I've declined beers before. What's that? Super strong beer that they have at the beer store. Beer store? Navigator? Facts. Oh, facts. I will so the, I the, 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 the white can facts yeah. is like the 5%, but then there's like the black, I think. The, the black black's 10%. That one. Yeah, that there's one. There's the green, there's the amber. Yeah, it's so bad. I just, so I just think that's, I mean, it accomplishes its goal like, of getting you drunk for $3. But <laughs> I can't, that's just too heavy. Yeah, I can't find a beer that I wouldn't uh, drink on. No, trust me, like when we started, around the time we met, we were doing, Scott and I were doing the, we did 365 days of beer, which is the pitches. And initially I was trying to get to 365 and I didn't know what was good or bad because I had no idea. So I go to the beer store, literally I just buy everything. <laughs> I, I buy like, cool, I'm gonna get 20 beers today. And I would buy that stuff, like the 10% navigators and the facts. I drank all of, we did one night and did all of the facts. Oh and we God. knew by that stage we bought them, we let them sit for a while and we like, oh no, this is, this is not good. And they were, you wouldn't know. I just, I just don't true. feel good. I thought about this. Oh. We, we had the same in France, like a navigator. Or it's a I, think, I think it's a it's British a beer. It's the same one, yeah. So oh, I think it's Dutch. Or, did it make sense? I don't know. I thought I thought it was British, but it could have been. It's European either that, uh, way. Bavaria. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, really bad stuff. Yeah, you have your three beers. Navigator. Here's to come in. Perfect. Yeah, please. Go for it. Yeah, I've been drinking. I came <laughs> yesterday. I, I came back from uh, I went back to my place from work, and I came back to have this uh, <laughs> this beer. Again, uh. <laughs> like, nope, not happening. Um, did you have one? Oh no, we said that. Sorry. Yeah. So that okay. Uh, favorite beer style. So like maybe like a go-to. What's your like, IPA in general? 
Yeah, if I go to a bar, the first beer I'm going to have is the IPA, the IPA? 100%. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same. IPA? The no, like West Coast, like New England, uh, Session. I like West Coast. West Coast? Yeah. <laughs> I like the old school, super old school. I still hop. like that stuff. I still yeah. like the super hoppy. Makes you not want to drink any. I love this. It. Still, <laughs> color wrecking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This stuff, I honestly, I love. They're so different. Yeah. I love both, honestly. That's so, If I had to go with one, it would be. Uh, I don't know, maybe West Coast is a more safe choice over, <laughs> over time because you no, know, East Coast is gonna may, may disappear at some point. Uh, so, my West Coast won't disappear. Yeah. I think. Okay, I like that. Least favorite. It doesn't mean you hate it. It would mean it would be your, like maybe bottom of the list. Or brown ale. Brown ale. <laughs> I would. Uh, that that comes up a bunch. <laughs> Though I did have the left field one. The left field brown ale is the best one I've had for a long time. Oh, yeah. Is that the Ephus? Oh, no, I like I like the Ephus though. Yeah. I, like I was surprised too because I, I think right now it's trash and I was like, ugh, I have to drink this now. Yeah. And I was like, blew my mind how good it was. So, but just thinking about the style, I just, oh no, I cannot do that. Right? That's, uh, I don't know, it's not, it's not too heavy, it's not, it's not yeah, too... Yeah, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Kind of beer that doesn't know in which direction it wants to go. It's a bit malty, it's not too heavy, it's like a... No yeah, one. it's like, uh, it's you just don't really know what, it, what it's trying to be. It's kind of like, it's not, not dark enough for a porter, but it's got a little bit of hops in it. Is it like... Like a multi-English app? Yeah, it's a whole other thing. Do you have one? I think like red ales or rye ales. I don't boring. like those. Really, red ales would be right after the... Boring. Yeah. yeah. So boring. <laughs> Before we do that, we need a photograph. Oh, that's right. So my dad is way too far. <laughs> you can take a sip. Yeah. Even though technically, I didn't hold you guys accountable. We're supposed to cheers before every beer. Oh, it's okay. I let it pass. Because, cheers. You know, we're chilling. It's Friday. Okay. Cheers. Guys. Cheers. All right. Get it in you. All right. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, nice. Okay. What's this called? <clears throat> if I may ask. It's very snobby name. Talking about it. Le Duc. L E space D U C. Do you see? Yeah. The Duke. And uh, what's the ABV? 7.2. Oh, that's it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 7.2. Tell me about it. It's a bit, uh, well, it's uh, like a Flanders, so it have a, it's mm. a sour. It's, uh, it's a bit Definitely sour. It's yep. a bit of that uh, vinegary uh, taste that's very addictive. That's what it is. It's vinegar. It's like the malt vinegar. Yep. No, if you, if you, if you, I know, I'm a big fan of um, Duchesse de Bourgogne. Yeah, it's a great one. And that's a bit of that vinegary, uh, vinegary taste. So we try to, um, we got a bit inspired by the, the that vinegary kick, so we, we made a, 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 bl a blend of barrels. Uh, okay. So we have um, three uh, straight uh, Flanders age barrels and one barrel that's turned into a, uh, wine vinegar. Almost, yeah. Okay. We, we created the blend to, to get to the uh, that balance of a bit of that vinegary uh, flavor, but not too much. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a regular Flanders that we And a bit of a regular Flanders, regular smooth Flanders a bit. Just yeah. like a blend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, well done. Yes, really yeah, I love this one. Perfect. Sorry. Back to it. I apologize. I got distracted. I had to take some notes. Uh, now, so what do we just do? Least favorite beer styles. Now we're going to do Desert Island beer. So you're stuck on Desert Island. They won't save you, but they're going to drop you uh, your whatever beer you like to drink forever in the perfect way that it's served. Hopefully, getting on. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I like the I like when brewers choose your own beer. I think it's good. That means you're onto something. 
3.86, I cannot pick my own beer, but um, well, it's very exotic too. It would be nice in the ambience of the desert island if it's a bit tropical, so like a. Yeah, like a dry hot pilsner. Uh, yeah. You don't have to defend the birds, so. Should I pick my own? <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all good, man. It's all good. That's, that's really tough, actually. It's tough, right? It's very difficult. Because it's going to be, like, I always think about whenever people choose, like, a big, like, high ABV beer, I'm like, for real? Like, you'll drink this forever. It's, yeah. like, 30 degrees every day in the shade. Like, <laughs> you want to drink a 9% double IPA? Like, you're crazy. See, that's I think I'd have to do, like, a milkshake IPA. Yeah. A bit sweet. Get a bit of, uh, a bit of, like, the tropical fruit. Yeah, I think. And I like yeah. IPAs. It's too sweet because you would, uh, you would be very thirsty. Wouldn't quench. <laughs> Same thing with the goza. I would pick the goza, but it's so salty. You no, I can't. Yeah, I can't, I can't drink the. I can't drink. I love the no, goza. It could be good. I really, yeah, I feel like the pilsen is really good. I good. How about you? What style would you get? Um, Mine always. My go-to answer was Bellwood's Jutsu. Yeah. Like a nice pale ale. This low ABV but fruity and kind of got that. A bit similar. juicy, maybe on something a bit. Yeah, juicy a bit juicy yeah. for the for the crusher, but then. I'm kind of torn because of all these podcasts and like one of these future questions and I don't want to spoil it but there's an answer like brewers have put me on to dry hop pills as a lagers I've been a, like a haze guy for a year and a half maybe like really obsessively and now I'm really into the dry hop pills so I want to try that after Yeah. Um, so I don't know now I'm kind of like torn that was always my answer but now I'm like I drink dry hop pills forever now like it's become like a whole thing but then now you mentioned milkshake IPAs it's but it just, it just wouldn't quit, but it would fill you up. That, it would fill me up, so in case there's no food, I'm good. It would get bad because <laughs> can you imagine that the train is going to be done in uh, two years and you are going the to drink milkshakes. <laughs> Ten years later, I'm drinking milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I get a bit of fruit, I get a bit of sweetness. No one else is there. Although, are there coconuts on this island? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Oh, because you could like eat the coconut. Oh, I can eat co- okay, oh so drink I, coconut okay. water. Okay. Is coconut water enough of a substitute for actual water? Maybe. I'd say, I'd say. Yeah. It's sure, good, right? It's the best, eh? So you've ever made beer with coconut water? Rather than, like everyone's always made toasted coconut. Has anyone done coconut water? I don't know, maybe it has I some oils in it. That might be difficult to ferment. This is the water? Coconut water, like actual Just coconut that, water. That's a lot of um, coconut water. It's a fuck ton of cocoa. Yeah. It's probably expensive, but hey, the best beers are. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? It's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right. Beer trend predictions. What do you think is going to be popping in the beer world next? You should go first. Tough one. It's just a tough one, but uh, I think, I don't know, many, I think many light beers that tend to go towards a wine flavor would be, uh, maybe what we, it's thing right now, like you know, like uh, maybe the dry hop sour or very light sour or beers that are light, you can drink a bit of like wine, not too hoppy, not too easy to drink. Or mm-hmm. Could be like a the next one. Trend, okay. There's not even a name for that yet. Have you heard of? Got. No, we maybe a bit like a, like the brut uh, beers uh, from uh, San Francisco. I was about to so when you brut. mean brut IPAs? Yeah. I was about to mention that. So it's like crystal clear IPAs that are really hoppy. Yeah. I still haven't had one yet. I've like this is the second time when you guys have said it before. I didn't want to talk about it because I want to bring it up now. <laughs> like this is the second podcast that someone's mentioned it, and one other friend told me about it. So this is the third time I'm here. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> like, I think you guys have you guys brewed a brewed IPA? No, it's no, planned for, it's next, planned week for next week. 
okay, I need to know about this one. Because I still haven't seen one, I haven't tried one. I need to know what's happening. Same for us. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't tried one either. Yeah. We don't even read about it. It's too bad because I was in San Francisco like a month ago. Yeah. And, you messed uh, up, right? You could have got some. No, I didn't know about it. I, I, I came back here, so I was oh, I see, I came back from Hawaii, actually, so I was like, oh, yes, great, great trip. And, uh, and uh, Raymond, who works in uh, the Bulls, you oh, yeah, have you tried uh, Brut IPA? <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> damn it! What'd you tell me a month ago? God damn you, Roman. Um, so you did, did you have a prediction for trends? I, I think, I think dry hop sours are, are big. Yeah. I, I think they're going to continue. Okay. To be big. I've, it's kind of surprising. I think uh, people that are not into beer, uh, and people that don't like craft beer, if you give them, it's very surprising to me is that when they, if, if you give them sours as the first craft beer that they, they love it. Yeah. And that's. Very it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, so it's, maybe that's why it, it is. Because it's wine like Yeah, so it's yeah. much easier. Because they always associate craft with hoppy and bitter. And, yes. You know, and so it's a much. So I think that trend will probably pick up, like you said. And I think the big IPAs, maybe I just want them to come back, but I think. Like that the big bitter IPAs? Big bitter, like 120 IBUs, whatever, the 1000 IBUs, like those big guys. I think that's. Maybe that's going to make a comeback. Back. I know that there's a trend now towards. Uh, like sessionable stuff, like yep. a lot of like very aromatic, flavorful, like session IPAs or uh, dry hop pilsners. Yes. Because not everyone wants to drink a eight percent double IPA or nine percent double IPA Correct. to have all this flavor and hops. So yeah, and that's it's also tougher to make. Uh, More expensive. Like a really good pilsner. Oh, sorry. Right? Yes, of course. Yes. Even that's. I think that's. Can't uh, hide the flaws. Yeah. So I think that's. Uh, I do see that trend going too. Okay. That's the number one answer from the brewers, which is why I was very happy to hear that you guys had one. Mm -hmm. And that was that answer, this question, that answer is what turned me onto it. Um, so yeah, I like it because of course, like I'm talking, we're talking to the people who make the beer. So you guys actually control the trends. So if you've sort of seen that way, I like that. It's like, because like brewers always said like, well, when I finish working, like I don't want a 7% thick milkshake IPA. <laughs> I want a crisp dry hot pills with some flavor that I'm, th I'm thirsty. I was li I've been lifting heavy malt all day. Like you know, yeah. it's really, uh, it's really interesting. I love it. Okay, next is uh, favorite up and coming breweries. Doesn't have to be in Toronto, but just some you know breweries that are relatively new. That you think favorite up and coming oh. breweries. Like uh, half hours on milk. Yeah, I had them recently. So sick. The guys from yeah, no, so sick. I really like Very those. impressed. Yeah, their hours are crazy. Oh shit, I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, I have to pass. I don't know. Have to pass? <laughs> hey, it's okay. You can always pass. What's up and coming? That's like, a, yeah, less than a big one. We're up and coming too, so that's kind of tough from, from, from us to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say yourself. <laughs> There's no wrong answer here. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, like the kind of the newest people, in, uh, kind, of, kind of new too. So that's yeah. kind of tough to say. Uh, yeah. But not old enough to answer that. That's except, fair. Except, except you, that. <laughs> that's fair, man. But no. we try, like I said, we try a bunch of stuff from all the breweries, and then you know we heard about half hours, and we ordered a few bottles, got them shipped here, and we're like, that's that's. Good. But locally, you don't have that many new breweries because yeah, we not opened uh, like a, yeah. two years ago, and there's a, many breweries opened at the same time about two years ago. And uh, since then, some opened up, but not that many actually. But it doesn't feel like. What do you think? 
Do you think there's some, there's a light in the last that was year? Since down a bit down. In, the last in the last two years? I mean, there's been a. I think they've kind of been maybe like slowly and they they kind of like bubble to the surface like like maybe they've been open a few years. Yeah. Whereas like a few ones that have popped open, I mean like I mean even left field have been a couple of years. Godspeed's only been maybe a year. That's true. Godspeed is new. Right? Godspeed's pretty new. Eastbound. Not um, exception because two to three years you have a a lot of road like have a yeah, Burdock, Blood uh, Brothers, Halo, uh, Reinhardt. Yeah, all of those guys. Uh, yeah. Rock, no, what what the brewery next to uh, next to uh, Reinhardt? Oh, oh Shacklands. Uh, Junction. Shacklands. 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 Junction. But Junction is yeah, it's all about it's kind of a new location, but uh, but they all opened up like between like two to three years ago, and uh, yeah. Mm. But I think some of them are sort of like starting to slowly like they became they were neighborhood yeah. bars and yeah. breweries, and they've started to become maybe they've started to package, and then now they're in LCBOs or they're. Doing more licensees, or there's something, something's happened to get their attention. Yeah, because I've sort of heard about them, but I haven't been to most of those ones. My my co-host Scott lives in that area, so he goes to all of them all the time. Oh, I and I that. haven't been to any of those ones you've all mentioned. I've been to Burdock, but like most others, I haven't been to in that junction area. But okay. I think that area is sort of like in, probably junction coming in, including Roncesvalles, is kind of like the seems to be the new wave. God said they call it the beer belt. Okay, apparently. Whereas it's just like just a whole like sort of yeah, Henderson's out there as well, like a whole like you know. Yeah, you can do a little bike tour now because now lot thirty is open too. So there's like if you can literally walk to three breweries in ten minutes. Pretty sick. Yeah, it's good for for drunkards. Jump on the TTC. <laughs> Everyone's home safe. Um, favorite beer city, destination, or country? So some place you like to go. Portland. Or Maine or Oregon? Oregon. 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 People keep saying that. Yeah. Oh, I loved. Um, I went to uh, uh, San Diego like maybe uh, ten years ago. I really enjoyed that because I went to all the cities on the west coast. From, uh, as a, when I was still living in, in France, I heard a lot about Portland. I say I was a bit. But I mean, at that time, I didn't know where exactly where to go. I went to some breweries. I didn't pick the right breweries, I guess. And uh, I love San Diego. San Diego is amazing. San Diego was really good. It's, yeah, I've never been to the West Coast. I've been to Washington, that's as far as like Seattle. State? Seattle. Yeah. So I haven't been to the whole West Coast. I haven't been to LA, I haven't been to... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. no. You guys need to do a trip. We went in October. It was amazing. I think we want to do the Vermont. I think the Vermont's... Like Vermont's, if, if you could choose, it's going to be a lot cheaper to go to Vermont because you can just drive down. Um, San Diego and, and LA are definitely worth it in a separate set of trip. Yeah. We did like two and a half weeks between the two. And uh, it was amazing. I, LA blew my mind because I just didn't think there was going to be it. I knew San Diego was amazing, so I expected amazing. But I didn't know LA was going to be so sick and so varied. It's really spread out, but it, like honestly, like it's there's so much happening there. And San Diego is kind of like that. Like it's like San Diego and there's Portland, Maine, I guess, and then Portland, Oregon, uh, and then Colorado, kind of like the main beer cities. I, I would argue yeah. in the states that kind of like really own it. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, but if you guys had an option for a trip, I think you would take the most from Vermont. They're more similar to us. They're basically Canadian Americans, like as far as the type of Indian people that they're there. Yeah, I'm going to go there with John. John on uh, August. Yeah, it'll blow your mind, man. It's, just, it's my favorite place. We usually go once a month, maybe even just to go to Trader Joe's. Oh, wow. See, I've got a couple of friends. i got a friend out there. I get people to send me beer so they can hold it for me because I can't ship it over the border and yeah. stuff. And it's just like everywhere is, is fire. It's, uh, it, it, I think it would inspire you guys because the type of beers that they do there 
which is kind of why I was asking about where you guys were sort of getting the inspiration from and why you were doing the type of styles that you do. Like these guys kind of originated, this is, they're a part of uh, New England. So these guys started the, the, these styles and stuff. And uh, yeah. not the milkshake so much, but like the hazy IPAs and blah, blah, yeah. Like they, you know, invented it and it's just, the beer culture is crazy. Just like everybody just going to a, just a shitty restaurant. Like every person in there, no one's drinking trash. Everyone's drinking the Lawson's or something. Like it's, it's just very impressive. Mm-hmm. And the food is amazing. Like, yeah, I could go on about tomorrow <laughs> for a long time. I'm obsessed with that damn place. Um, underrated style or brewery, city or country? So just something Whoa. in beer that you feel is underrated. Doesn't get its props. So like maybe there's like a, you know, maybe you think Pilsen's don't get the props yet. But I feel like they don't. I feel like I've heard a bunch of people recently say they don't like Pilsen's or Lagers. I keep hearing that. Like, That's true if you look at the, uh, no it's true, if you look at the, uh, at styles, because you're, like, you know the app uh, Untapped. Huh? Yeah. yeah but okay, if you look at Untapped, about uh, the style, you know, some style that's a bit like Pilsners. They get yeah. If you make a Pilsner, that's your reviews are going to be uh, average. 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 At best. You can go on over uh, slightly above average. It's going to be still be uh, in the average category. So that's true that yeah, Pilsners, even dry hop Pilsners, they are yeah, underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Light beers because light beers are awesome. Too. But everybody drinks so like everybody drinks like beer. How can you rate them so uh, poorly? If they, but everybody like loves it. Yep, hundred percent. Have something? I think I think it's I think it's Pilsners or Session IPAs. It's the same thing. They're, they're just people want some sort of like a explosion of. I get that, but I think to be able to evaluate it almost like a BJCP where you're evaluating it against its style. That's yeah. not existing. You're evaluating it against everything else. You, of course, if you drink a Pilsner and then a double IPA, you can't compare those two things. No. But, and that's why they get, I think, poor ratings is because they're like, oh, this doesn't, there's no flavor or, or bitterness compared to this other guy. But, yeah, it's not accurate. Um, but that's, you know, that's how it is. So I think, the, yeah, they get, you know, criminally underrated. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. 100% agree, yeah. right? Uh, best beer you ever drank in your life? Could be situational. Uh, I have two rides. One, uh, I, have, I have two. Uh, but, uh, yeah, say them both. Say I had a, when I went to San Diego, I went to a, a, like a random bar, like maybe 10 years ago, it's a random bar. And I had like a, um, a West Coast IPA from um, Green, Flash. Green Flash. Oh, nice. It was incredible. <laughs> That's like the, the best beer I ever had. Um, and uh, also had a double stout there, yeah, which was incredible too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that I'm still making it like though, but uh, they both beers were uh, so delicious. And I paid like maybe three bucks for you know, <laughs> for a 20 ounce pint. Burger. <laughs> they come through. I didn't expect like anything, and I went to this bar. It looked like it was very uh, dim and very like like a sports bar. Like, a, oh, just a random bar. Just, a, ra- like... just a random bar. Okay, because Green Flash is local, obviously. So they had these. Uh, they are so good, and yeah, that, that double stout was so delicious too. That's so good. Yeah, same here. So now West Coast IPA from Green Flash. What's the second one? No, I agree. The second one, I, I thought about that. I really enjoyed it, but I don't know how it's called. That double I went stout. To, uh, San Francisco had that. Uh, uh, randomly, you were when you do that uh, tornado bar in San Francisco. Tornado, tornado, uh, to- yeah, in San Diego too. And I was um, randomly I was working in that neighborhood because mm. that's ten years ago. I didn't know any 
je coupe like, like a regular bar, like a, a dive bar, and I went into this place, like, the beer list was, and I went again, like, uh, so, uh, two, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, the beer list was yes, incredible, Same. especially when you live in France, oh, what's, and what them, I have another IPL, that's good, <laughs> that so, I, so, so I got a Imperial Stout, and it was so good, so thick, so bitter, and just, yeah, what, one of the best beer I ever had, so that uh, Imperial Stout from, uh, I don't know who, <laughs> and that uh, Green Flash uh, IPA, that's... Uh, that's Cali that's coming cool. through. Old Cali. Um, I really like Old Val. Old Val? Yeah. Oh, wow, V-A-L. Yeah. Because in Quebec there's an A-U-V-A-L, which is like oh. worship. <laughs> it's always got to confirm. No, it's Old Val. The, oh, wow. the, the cheesy gotcha. hops and the... Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I love that beer. Uh, I think the first time I had it, yeah. I just, I think, and I had it recently too, maybe two years ago, uh, that I had a well, because living up here, I, you don't get it as much, to, right? yeah, and, and fresh, and, but then when it came down here, I got it, I was like, that, that was very surprising, and I, I think that's, that's something I've never, that kind of stuff. Someone like fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. with the honking. I think some dude is blocking the street yeah. and some dude's mad about it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was sports. Oh, oh, because the World Cup's on. That's right. Oh, but okay. It's sports. Like Iran's playing. It's done now. Iran and. Oh, okay. Maybe it's because so someone won and then yeah. people get excited and they have a flag at their window. And Oh, 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 that's really. a big game. Thank you okay. for the sports there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yeah, we throw it to Bradley for the sports. <laughs> oh, thank you, Bradley. All right. Uh, bet, uh, best, uh, sorry, first boot. Fuck, fuck me up with the sports. First <laughs> beer you ever brewed. Oh, you. It's going to be very boring because I was, I was like 15 years ago in France. So in France, the section is very limited. Probably an ember ale. <laughs> almost, uh, almost a brown ale. Like a brown ale. <laughs> Fermented with a USO. No, like uh, with a. Um, uh, what is that called? Like Safel uh, uh, SCO4 or something like this. Anyway, okay. it doesn't matter. That's like a. It was like very basic. Uh, like standard amber. Standard amber. With a lot of diacetyl and very, 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 so it's trash. Uh, it was quite bad, yeah. <laughs> no, come, at that it's time, no, at that, that time, there's a miracle, but now it's like it's, it's, uh, it's a miracle. Like, oh my god, now it's. Uh, <laughs> what'd you do? Was it with the first With Stefan? Stefan. Maybe it was a saison that we did together, the first one. That's pretty good. Might be on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, death row beer slash meal pairing. Last beer, so as opposed to the island where it's, you drink it forever, it's your final beer uh, and you're going to pair it with a meal. What do you reckon? It's a big one. Both or just the... No, both. So the meal and the beer. You know what people keep saying, which I just think is fascinating, has happened like five or six times. People keep saying Imperial Stout and Oysters. It's like I never thought those two would even... That's why you have oyster stems. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess so, right? Yeah. But you can just chuck one in, yeah. like, neck in that. Like. This keeps coming up. I think it's hilarious. I don't, I don't think I would eat oysters. You would eat, you like, yeah, I'm good. Imperial stout for my last one. I think I would do dishes for my... Are we trying? Dishes to Bourgogne, probably. Okay. For nice. the last nice little finders, right? Yeah. Something... Would you match it with anything? 
Big Mac. <laughs> something a little tastier. Maybe something from the kitchen here. Maybe some ceviche. <laughs> no, I think uh... that's a tough one. No, it's a tough question because I don't even know what I would say either. Maybe some like oxtail and a red strap. That's that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> did I have one? <laughs> Yeah, you can do the rice peas. Maybe a little bit of coleslaw. <laughs> a little, little dumpling, a little plantain. Oh, <laughs> a meat pie and a dry hot pilsner. Maybe the hot will get. I know, I just thought now I'm getting hungry. Now last, was, last meal. Last meal. Yeah, I think I probably would have like a, like a sour and this lot of bread and something very complex, very whiny, very, um, yeah, very, very complex flavor. With, um, I love Italian dish, I love pasta, cacio e pepe, like pasta you know, with, uh, yeah, yeah. with uh, cheese and peppercorns and something. Something I mean, like uh, yeah, pasta, cacio e pepe and, uh, and yeah, maybe a you know, duchesse or something even more. Uh, I could have, a, yeah, I could do also an oval or something like that. Or, some classic. Mm. No food, nothing comes to mind. I can't think of anything that would go with it. Just you have pasta and beer. That doesn't yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work yeah. Burrito. <laughs> yeah. Would it be bad? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a poke chuk. That's like a uh, dish from Mexico, it's from the Yucatan region, and it's a uh, it's, it's marinated pork with like citrus. It's really good. It's really tasty. <laughs> it's really making me hungry. Seriously. Yeah. Um, Favorite and least favorite style to brew? To what side? Style to brew. Favorite and least favorite. So what's like the best and what's annoying? Favorite style to brew. Brew? No, based on the results or just to, to make it? Based up? on, not the results, on maybe like a, North, a New England IPA has got 8 million pounds of hops. So it's just like a stuck okay, mash so, and like you Yeah, just definitely. Yeah. New England IPA, like a bunch of oats that's going to clog your... Milkshake IPAs. A bunch of hops. West. That's, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the word. Like so New, New England, England yeah. Is, uh, why, are milk, why are milkshakes worse than New England? We have a bunch of oats in there, so it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But so, yeah, but uh, New England is going to grow it. We'll check you're adding some uh, sugar with your lactose. It's just uh, lactose, so that's uh, a uh, New England. That's, uh, yeah, a New England double IPA. That's like a bunch of oats, a bunch of malt, a bunch of everything. So that's uh, it's a lot of work. Uh. It seems. It seems. And dry, and dry, and dry hop. Then you know. Yeah, then the dry hop. Um, well, that's very tedious. But it seems worth it, right? Right. Yeah, it's definitely that's. It's worth it, but it's annoying as hell. When you're when you're tasting it, you're like, oh, "This is great. Why don't I do this?" <laughs> and then you're like, "Like, oh yeah, that's like." But those are long broodings too. Yeah, Holy crap. Crap. Oh, the best. Yeah, well, I also have the sours. That's like two sours, two day process. On no, yeah. I find the sours. I, I enjoy making the sours. I think sours. Okay. I like. It's a two day process instead of one day. And I think most people will less stressful two days rather than a stressful one day. No, I kind of like that. You're. It's a little bit like okay, you know, you have your yeast that does some stuff, and yeah. then you're like figuring things out. And now you have you're also throwing in lacto, that's also doing its <laughs> stuff. So it's like two different organisms. I kind of I kind of enjoy that. It's like a, I, I like I like sour. I think it's, okay. it's a cool process. But the best bang is probably the yeah. The, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's the oh no, that's also that's the, the bread the bread saison because like a, not, some malt, 
almost uh, not too much hops and the yeast does all the all work. All the work, so. that's true, yeah. The yeast and, uh, awesome. So that's the, yeah, the best blend is definitely the, the bread season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's a good answer. Uh, worst beer you've ever made? Worst beer ever made. It's a triggering question. <laughs> yeah, I made a very... Because I, I used to make a... A dark, uh, like a brown, um, <laughs> not a brown, uh, but a brown uh, IPA. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I really love that uh, homebrew. I really love that. So, like, oh, that's a great recipe. I try to make it to uh, really circulate it through like a um, like a container to dry up it uh, outside on the fermenter. And it got completely oxidized, and we dumped it. <laughs> and it was like the whoa, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was, like, cardboard tasting. Uh, yeah. So that was my uh, worst you know, by far. That sounds that sounds pretty great. <laughs> But the style is weird. Black IP, I'm not too sure anymore about the style. Actually. I used to love black IPS, but not so much. I've tried many times. It was wasn't very successful, so we kind of uh, gave up on that. <laughs> Maybe one day I have to start working from uh, the palate system to make something that tastes good. But uh, yeah. the concept is a bit weird too. Uh. It's weird when they work. They work. I feel like they're a little underrated. If you get like a good one, like a good black IPA or black lager, fire. But they, I think they're like few and far between. That's yeah. That, I think that's stay away from them for that same reason. It's like I'm not. If it's on the list. I'm like <laughs> I'm not. No, it's, it's like I've I've had I've rolled a dice too many times. So like, Doesn't I work think, out. Yeah, yeah. Give me something else. What'd you say? Do you have a West Bay brewed or? I made cider once. That was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah, like it was terrible. So. Drainable. Uh no, it was drinkable, but it was just like. Completely dry, completely acidic. Um, it's the first time I tried to make cider. It was, it was not good. Never so. again. No, I, I would like to do that again. But okay. I think I, I know what I did, so I think I can fix you it. Make it right. Yeah. At this point, yeah, yeah. that's a good. Yeah. Um, what music do you listen to when you brew? I'm a very young. Like I said, I'm a snob. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like classical. Oh, or, damn. Or, 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 or. This guy. Okay. All right. No, I'm, I'm by my speech. Even when you brew, you get here a bit earlier. So yeah, early morning. Eight or something like this, so you can do whatever you want. So you just uh, turn on the opera or something like this. I'm a snob. <laughs> hey, man. Own it. It doesn't matter. He's very self-aware. That's great. Hey, that's what self-aware is not the best. It, it took me some time. I've been told so many times. Uh, I ended up. Uh, like now you're like, you know what, guys? It's me. I'm a snob. When what I, when I, when I, when I'm introducing me to someone else, uh, you know, that's my friend. My friend. He's such a, a sort of snob. Oh, so don't do it too much. Uh. You just take the French part. Don't worry. They even make fun in Montreal. Like, goes, oh, he's from France. Oh. <laughs> I totally know what you're saying. Um, I like France. France is cool, though. I don't know, mine's, mine's pretty vague. I think uh, a lot of people say I listen to everything, so I, I try to listen to everything. everything. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think I play the, like, I play a lot of Radiohead. Yeah. So, um, you bump a bit of that? Yeah, I do. I think that must be on a Spotify, like top 100 plays of okay. songs. Like, there must be a couple of Radiohead songs on there. Uh, I don't know. Frank Ocean, Kanye. What do you think of the new good music stuff? Did you hear that Nas last night? No. You didn't check that? That's nice. Yeah, I, what, what's great 
is when you're working with so many people is that the staff have amazing taste. So <laughs> they start playing, they start playing stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is great. What's this? And then, you know, you you get uh, you get a bit more education about what's going on when you don't really and spend the time doing it. So it's that's great. So I, I've discovered a lot of new things from from the from guys the from the staff here too. So. That's sick. I love it. Last one. Uh, what's your favorite hop? Tough say, one. I think Motueka. Motueka? Motueka is so, uh, yeah, it's so like, uh, that's a, it's the most unique hop, I would say. It's like a place, uh, goes towards uh, lychee, you know, lemongrass, a bit of a perfumey. That's the most unique hop. I love this one. I like that. I like Equinox. Equinox? Yeah. Interesting. You like the peppery, earthy? Uh... Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, it has, it's somewhere in between. Like sometimes, some people say that it's both dank and citrusy, and I yep. think there's something balance. about that. Like that, I I really like that. that That's good. It's very, it's very prominent. Like I think I like the. the it's a bit, it's a bit spicy, so it's usually it like you have. Spicy. Yeah, and I I like I like spicy. So I also, I do like the noble hops too. Like you know, Saz and Sapphire. Like that perfumey, like. The, Spicy floral kind of hops too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit underrated, but I like this. Yeah, Saz. No one said Saz before. It's not my favorite hop, but, hey, but I, I will. I, say, I, I think it's not. Uh, I know. I, I really like Saz. I even like it. We used to dry hop uh, our Hoppelganger at one point with uh, with Saphir, uh, and I really, I really like that. It was a very like a floral, like a perfumey kind of temperature. I, I really like that. I like that. <laughs> no problem. I was gonna say just before we wrapped up, do you want to crack the cake monster during the podcast, or we could do it after? Up to you. Up okay. to you. It's easy. <laughs> hey, man, I'm easy. That's what, the, what is it anyway? That's uh, so that's my recipe. That's the one I came up. So there's a lot of Mexico influences. I went to Mexico in December. Yes. Juan's um, family lives there, but uh, one of my old roommates, uh, his name's Elias. So we lived together for I don't know, two years. Yeah. And he's from there. He's been telling me about that place. And I, I love the idea of Mexico, and I love Mexican food. I like everything about Mexico, and I finally said, I gotta go. And that was the best, one of the best trips I've had. And all the food was as good as I, I had, you know, you have things that you build up in your mind and it never lives up to your expectations. Yeah. Nope. It's like, everything I built did. it up and it was way better. Like, wow. The Yucatan cuisine, that part in Mexico uh, is so unique. Mm-hmm. You can't find any of this stuff here. Like this, you literally cannot find that here. So, like I was telling you that pork chuk, you're not gonna find that here. Yeah. So it's like a Mayan recipe. So they have a lot of Mayan influence there. Even in the recipes, I know that Rosa Linda, the new place, the new Mexican vegan restaurant by Grand Van Gogh. I've heard that, yeah, yeah. They have uh, that. No, the pumpkin thing, what is it? Oh, the. That's a Mayan thing that, too. Yeah, that's something which I got you the recipe. Yeah, so that's also like it's a Mayan thing. They make a little salsa out of like pumpkins. Damn. Uh, there's a lot of turkey there, which I didn't know. Like a lot of Mexican Mex- turkey. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, turkey and uh, escabeche, uh, turkey soup with lime. Like it's wow. just anyway. So um, I went to a chocolate factory there. Can they? Yeah, chocolate. They can stop mopping. Huh? Can they stop mopping a bit around? Or? Can the staff can stop mopping a bit? Uh, yeah, is it okay if they like, start yeah, cleaning up? So, so it's fine, we're pretty much, uh, yeah, pretty we're much wrapping right, up. Yeah. So as well, like, do we want to do this in the podcast or we wrap the podcast? Let's just crack it and we'll finish up. Yeah. 
with this one. So that's that's really sick, man. So I, yeah, I like this concept. I I've been reading some article articles, and I also went to uh, went to a brewery in Buffalo, uh, and one of the guest staffs was one of this like uh, called it some sort of a tiramisu cake, whatever. Nice. And I really enjoyed that. And I think as a style. Um, you know, it's, it might seem gimmicky, like you know, and I think we call it like a pastry meal, mm-hmm. where it's it's very, you know, over the top kind of sweet, almost like a dessert. Right. And I wanted to do that, but I wanted to bring that balance uh, with a little bit of that spice, just like uh, Mexican hot chocolate. Or right. Yeah, I love that stuff. So yeah, when I went to that chocolate factory, they had this. They just ground up like raw cacao, and then they add the cayenne and hot water, no sugar, and it's. Did you bring really some back good. or you just recreated that? I tried to recreate that. But then so. I was like, okay, I also want I want it to be like a spicy Authentic. hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, even the chocolate that we source, we source it here from uh, Chocosol. Okay. So they get all their chocolate from Oaxaca. Uh, so right, so it's like we use direct Mexican ch- ch- chocolate. Hell yeah. yeah. And then we do habaneros. Um, yeah, the thing is the vanilla is from Madagascar. But Close enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't go vanilla in Mexico, did they? They do. They do? I think, yeah. yeah. But not a lot. Someone told me that Vanilla. the Madagascan stuff is the, the one Yeah, to get. there's like Tahiti, Madagascar, and then there's a few other places that make it, but like apparently Madagascar is the way to go. Right. So, same concept. So, this is a porter with, uh, brewed with, you know, the cacao husks, uh, dry hopped with them, uh, vanilla, and... I a little bit habanero in the back end there. Yeah, hand chopped oh, wow. the habaneros. That's a beer not too big in a desert island one. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. You, you don't want this on the desert island. <laughs> Let me take the photo and I'll get you. I'll get you that rest. All right, let's get the photo real quick. Cake monster, Cake love monster. it. Damn phone. All right, guys, you ready? <laughs> Thank you. You get drunker and drunker as a force. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Cheers. Chill. Cheers. Cheers. Get in, yeah? Cheers, man. Oh, nice. Once again, that habanero being subtle is just so key. Actually, like in this one, I put, uh, I put another chili in there as well, but doesn't come through as well. It's called uh, guajillo. Okay. Uh, and uh, I put quite a bit of that as well, but it's very, very subtle. So it's like a very smooth chili. It's not very spicy. It has a lot of flavor in it. But I don't. You don't see that on the label because you can't really nice. taste it. Yeah. So it's more just. Where, where do you put it in? Uh, in the fermenter, in the dry hopping. In the dry hopping. Okay. Yeah. I love it, man. Okay. So it's Mexican chocolate. That's crazy. Smooth. Yeah. I like it. It's light. Five five. Yep. Three to the uh, serving temperature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's like, it kind of works for this uh, for this temperature right yeah. now. Like it's that's good. It's like it's supposed to taste like mm. liquid cake with <laughs> yeah. spices in it. Liquid really, cake. It's really good. Uh, I love it. Um, so, was there anything else we needed to cover? One, are you satisfied? One's in charge, guys, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're good? Okay, perfect. Guys, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This was a really good chat. Um, glad we finally got to do this. Uh, where can we find Bandit online? Tess Wan's going to be looking at you, so don't mess it up. Banditbrewery.ca. Yeah, what about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Instagram, Bandit underscore brewery. Okay. 
And then Twitter is Bandit Brewery, one word. Facebook Bandit Brewery. Bandit Brewery. Okay. Don't mess it up. <laughs> so you know. Um, yeah, guys, really good. I look forward to uh, continue to do it. I would definitely want to try that Pilsner after that. She was fire. All these beers were great. Um, perfect, guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, chuck us a big fat thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know what's popping next. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. And check out the long-form audio on iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your long-form talking so you can hear very attractive gentlemen like these talk about beer for you that is it y'all thank you for watching we'll see you in the next one and as always get it in ya. <laughs>